Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse presents the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Calls me brother and I know. My name is Michael. Yorga, my brother. There will certainly be a lot of swinging in our bachelor pod tonight. The family tree, Michael and Stephen, brothers. It's the Colvin Brothers player. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You're listening to the Colvin Brothers. You're my kid brother and you take care of me. So... What does your brother do to you? How you doing? This is Roosevelt Colvin. With six, you get Ed Roll and the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Ha 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 ha! Yes! The six o'clock alarm. Oh, brother. Number six for Colvin. Back to you guys. Colvin Brothers. Ash Brown. Comedy. On Z93. The Colvin Brothers Baseball Show. A doubleheader is like when Monica Lewinsky brings a friend to the Oval Office. <laughs> On Z93.
Good evening, everybody. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Colvin Brothers on Z93, and baseball, baseball is back. The baseball show, kid. It is the baseball show. Now, last year we had fun. It was like a, almost like one of those surreal things because COVID had ended, and we didn't get a season in 2020, and we had all, all our crazy guests like John Sterling and Susan Waldman and a couple of people that that shouldn't even be in the studio. Yes. But today we're going to have a real guest, aren't we? We are going to have a guest, Rick Solzer, mm. who, uh, who everyone knows in the area as the Zoles. Yeah. He's the man. He's the guru over at the Hudson Valley Renegades. They're opening up their brand new season, April 19th. They're going to be going for the whole entire year from April all the way through, I think, uh, uh, the end of September. Even if there's another variant, I, I already put out dibs. I want to name the next variant Abercrombie. Ah, so, Abercrombie and Fitch. This is an idea we came up with the, when we did the football show. Um, every song that we're playing today is either got the team's town or the team's name. And uh, Stephen, you picked out the first one. Paul McCartney, my brave face for the world champions. I've never been to that park. It's one of the few that I haven't been to. But yeah, I was there yesterday in Tampa. Uh, Yankees, Braves, yeah, world champions. 86 degrees. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Now here I am back in Poughkeepsie. I, it's not too bad. It's like in the 50s, but uh, Tampa is pretty much where I want to be. Yeah, but well, uh, we're Wrestle- rolling cigars with Tino Martinez. Yeah, and WrestleMania is on tonight, so we got to figure out who your pick is for Roman Reigns versus oh, Brock Lesnar. Oh, we doing that again? Yeah. What do oh, wanna... okay, let me get let me get Brickman on the phone. So opening day is this Thursday. Yankees Red Sox. That will be the first pitch thrown for the 2022 season. You're going to be watching. I know you're not going to be there. I'll be there. I oh, know. I'll be watching. I, I just uh, I, I'm on daughter duty, and um, I missed a couple of weeks for, uh, when I was in the hospital, etc. I know but, you're um, in the studio with us again. It's good. Yeah, it feels good. I I, I, I do not miss my room. I was treated lovely at Vassar. If you uh, wanted to hear what that was like, uh, there's two shows up on the podcast, 83 and 84. The second one, I literally was getting chemotherapy treatment, not only while the show was going, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll get tired because you always hear about how harsh that's supposed to be on your body. Yeah. I didn't even get tired. I slept for two hours that night and that's what got me booted out of the hospital. I was like, oh, you're fine. You know, so. You gotta do what Frank did. He would take like five naps a day. Yeah. Oh, that's it. oh no, the, 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 the uh, prednisone crash is yeah. a real thing. Hey, you know what? You got little Bryce. She'll take care of you. She'll set the alarm. She's my nurse. And while she was gone in Florida with her mother, the, my cat, Juju. Juju. He's my nurse. Oh, man. I think that cat's sneaking into the toilet when I'm not around because I was like, why is there litter in the bathroom? The, you know? That is literally the longest cat. I don't even think it's a cat. I think it's a sphinx. There's something. He is a bizarre dude. The official sponsor of the Colvin Brothers on Z93 is Mahoney's Irish Pub in Poughkeepsie. Please check out their daily specials at Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. Just had two fantastic weeks for Restaurant Week. If you get down there right now, they'll still honor it. Uh, lunch is already over, but dinner, I believe, is thirty nine ninety five again Mahoney's Irish We are the Colvin Brothers on Z93. The Colvin Brothers would like to remind you that you don't have to turn into Breckman this baseball season. I love baseball. Who's my favorite team? Anybody playing the Red Sox. And there goes my day. I just spent $50 at the concession stand. I got two beers and some condiments. Some suds for your buds. Bend over, Rump. Try out your good eye. Oh, so you're the one that's going to get us kicked off the air. Got it. My buddy is a Mets fan. So go easy on him. He's had a rough 40 years. Hey, watch it, Chachi. A-Rod's going to hate this joke. It's unwise to play the game of baseball in the jungle, as there are so many cheetahs. I guarantee A-Rod ain't the only one. Can somebody tell me when the Expos game is on? Yeah, right after the Seattle Pilots wrap it up. I was watching a baseball game highlight on YouTube. But the pop-up ads kept annoying me. I'm going to count to ten. The game is blacked out tonight? This is where I'll refrain from a joke. A rare case of you showing restraint. 
I'll consider it a fluke. You guys have issues with Putin? Well, then let's just roll a tape from Marge Shot. You don't have to turn into Breckman this baseball season. Does somebody have the cliff notes for how my team can make the postseason? Keep listening to the Colvin Brothers. We can help. Colvin Brothers on D93, the baseball show. I see red split ends for Derek Sharp, a diehard Reds fan, yeah. and Mr. Jones in the newsroom. Oh, uh, Mr. Jones. Yeah, Cincinnati. He's, he, now, Mr. Jones says that the Cincinnati Skyline Chili is BS, but if anybody that's ever been to Cincinnati, that's what you eat. I went to that ballpark in 2003. It was the Reds versus the Mets. Okay. Tony Clark hit a bomb that still hasn't landed yet. I mean, it's a launching pad oh, in yeah. that ballpark. Uh, you're talking about the Great American Ballpark. Yeah. Because before that, um, years ago, 1995, I want to say, uh, we, we, did a, we did a couple of shows from the airport, which is actually 
actually in Covington, Kentucky. Yeah. And that's when I met and interviewed Marge Schott. So oh. that was a very, that was like during the Shotzi era and um, the poor guy that was on the team that she called the lawn jockey. It was really, well, it was very, a really weird time. She was very controversial. And speaking of that, let's introduce our guest in the studio. I'm going oh. to give him a nice introduction, okay? Uh, you do it because I'm, I'm going I'm to, I, I have to go get another round of steroids. I'm still sick, people. <laughs> and he still can't swing the bat. All right, here we go. He is the former PA announcer for the New Jersey Nets. Not the Brooklyn Nets, the New Jersey Nets when they actually used to win games and go to the championships. All right? He's the former PA announcer for West Point Army. Okay? The Colvin family's been going there since the 40s. Our grandfather was stationed there. We still tailgate every year. And he's the current VP, the entertainment guru. I mean, you do everything at the Renegades. It's it's Herb Butternut. Herb Butternut, everybody. Really? Herb <laughs> Butternut. Rick Solzer. Gentlemen, how are we? We are good. How are you, Michael? How am I? I'm, I'm okay. Uh, we've used the past couple of shows from my... Hospital room is a warning. Just, I just want to say again, as a public service, if a doctor tells you they're not taking new patients, fight, fight for your rights because that's what happened to me. I could have been, this could have been caught back in like you know Thanksgiving, and I never would have had a hospital stay. And it's all because there is a there's a staff shortage, which means that like you know a doctor's office that had five people might have two now, so they're they're hiding behind that to avoid taking on new patients. Fight it, just fight it, because otherwise, if the, the, the pulmonary doctor told me if I waited any longer, I would have been in ICU with the tube in my mouth, and it would have been, you know, useless to anybody. A vegetable? Uh, not quite, but just you now I wouldn't have been able to run Mahoney's from my hospital bed for seventeen hours on St. Patrick's Day. I don't agree. You would have figured it out. I, I, I and I did. Well, you had ten days, and Zoles a couple years ago had eight days because you kind of had a similar situation where you didn't know why you were going. Yeah, I, I went because I I had an upper respiratory issue, and I thought I had bronchitis. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, a guy that I played basketball against, who was a big shot, goes Zoles. Your blood sugar is 178. <laughs> seven, I'm sorry, 778. Seven, seven? No. That's not impossible. Oh, yeah, it is, because I had it. While you were eating your Andy Cap fries? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I peanut butter cups at the same time. And, and seven, I, seven. And Mine goes, never went above 248 every time. I don't have diabetes. He goes, are, are you diabetic? I'm like, no. He goes, you are now. And um, I didn't even know what 778 meant. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. And so they want it below 200. I spent, yeah. Well, now I'm around 100 every day. All right, good. But, you, so you test it yourself? Yeah, I had like a whole team. I, I became friends with every Jamaican and Filipino tech. You know, Hello there, Mr. Mike. I take your blood sugar. You know, yes. <laughs> I had eight days of them. Uh, Eleven for me. All right, we got another uh, guest in the hallway. So, Michael, you get out of here. Go take your chemo. Uh, uh, no, no, steroid today. Uh, I'm, uh, steroids? I'm, on, I'm on a very strict diet. <laughs> the Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On C93. Time for the Colvin Five, your favorite baseball player. You guys have been putting in, I think it's still going strong on the Colvin Brothers on Z93 Facebook page. Favorite baseball player of all time, Zoles. I'll put you on the spot first before we bring in our guest. Mickey Mantle. You had a dog named Mickey. That's when I used to house sit you. That's right. I didn't blow up the AC like that other guy. We won't mention him on the radio. Michael Einerson. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, my favorite baseball player, Donnie Baseball, and again, another Zoles connection in 2013, you had him as a hot stove uh, guest. Yeah, and then I, I saw him, and it was a great conversation, and I saw him the next year at the winter meetings, and Donnie Baseball said, Zoles, and I went, oh my God, he remembered my, I was like, <laughs> it was so thrilling, because he's one of my favorite Yankees. Too. Oh yeah, number 23, and, and uh, our friend and uh, GM and president and everything over at the Renegades was in the house when Don Manley hit that home run, when the house shook. That's one of the moments I didn't get a chance to be at. I was at a lot of great moments. For a lot of great years, but uh, I'm a little jealous that he was there for that. So, coming into the studio, actually in a wheelbarrow, smelling like a case of Ballantine beer, it's Ralph Kiner, everybody. Kiner's Corner, everybody. (laughs) My favorite baseball player of all time is Cannonball Titcomb. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, hey man. there, Zoli. Hey. Let's go out and get some hookers after the show. Mr. Kiner, I'm with you. Uh, it's it a beautiful day for baseball. You know, Ralph, uh, you know, I, I was watching the ball drop this year, and your old pal Dick Clark wasn't wheeled out this year. No, but uh, my, my balls are around my knees at the <laughs> moment, and uh, whoa, that was a close one right there. A little high and inside. Ralph, I'm going to put you on the spot. Are the Mets making uh, the World Series this year? Uh, the Mets are going to fold in Miami. Brought to you by Papa Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Stubby Clap is up there. You should go home two today. I think uh, Max Scherzer is going to pull what he did with the Dodgers, have a dead arm. Because once you put on the orange and blue, it's kryptonite. Every time that Max Scherzer takes them out, I think he's going to start singing Rebel Rebel. <laughs> well, let's get to the list because I got Zoles reading some too. So feel free to jump in oh, there, Ralph. Zoles. Did no. you? No, you didn't. <laughs> Number five, Lynn Gain Wagner Riccoboni. She said, Joe DiMaggio, he chose my dad when he tried out for the Yankees, called him over in the tryouts. And although he didn't make it, Joe told him to keep trying out. Days later, uh, her dad was drafted into the Navy. So I think that was a, Same a better Same story gig. with Dick Pohl. It was really, really sad there. <laughs> I love Dick Pohl. <laughs> All right, so let's read off number four. Dean Larson, Michael Mealy, and Herb Butternut <laughs> all like Donnie Baseball. Oh, yeah. Get a haircut. See, I got something in common with Herb Butternut. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Number 23. I mean, everyone, Ralph, did you get to see him? You saw him on uh, Kiner's Corner back in the day when you were probably interviewing Juan Samuel with his soul glow. He, I, and Razor Shines did a three-way with Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Is that a fact? <laughs> no. Is that Wikipedia? <laughs> Number three, Denver Darren chooses Yogi for the quote. All right, here we go. I mean, Yogi always has the best quotes. Because half the game is 90% mental, only to get swatted down by correction czar. RJ with the real quote, 90% of the game is half mental. Not missing a beat, Darren responded, it's deja vu all over again. Oh, Yogi. <laughs> Yogi, uh, he managed uh, the Mets. Was also, give me yes, a, he did. You he must a have a story. He was, he was actually a player manager, player coach. At one point, then then he was a manager. And then, of course, he was the manager for what, the Yankees for eight games or something? His big contribution was they were playing the old Houston Astros. Remember that really rainbow weird yep. uniform? Oh, yeah, the rainbow and guts. He said, he said, these guys are giving away the strike zone by those stupid rainbows on their jerseys. <laughs> and that's what they got rid of the, they got rid of those immediately. I love those jerseys. They did, I think they still do the throwbacks now uh, nowadays. I think well, every now and then you see Pickles Dillhofer come out there to throw the first pitch. Hey, so. you know what? Susan Waldman is the reason why we got Yogi back. So I know <laughs> he <laughs> can't predict baseball. You want to talk about great announcers. A friend of Joe Asanio, by the way. So let's uh, let's make sure we, we keep her uh, in the Speaking positive thoughts. Joe Asanio, you can get a hamburger at a Renegade game for $7.95. <laughs> Number two. Go ahead, Zoles. Cousin Marty in Vegas, Dave McDermott, Pete Gardner, and Bob Eichler all like Thurman Munson. Oh, and if you listen to Souls on his sports show with Fran Pomerico um, every uh, Sunday at noon, I listened last week, and you're not a fan of Thurman Munson. I hate Thurman Munson. Is it because he won, or is you just don't no, like the it's guy? it's the searing heat of a thousand suns. There are two <laughs> players that I hate, and both of those players are big-time players that are Yankee favorites who made my favorite players miserable. Yep. Joe DiMaggio made Mickey Mantle miserable. He went out of his way to mess with that guy his entire life, mm -hmm. as long as Mickey was alive. And secondarily, Thurman hated Reggie Jackson, went out of his way to break Reggie Jackson's balls. How many Yankees can you fit in a Volkswagen? I don't know how many. Two in the front, two in the back, Thurman in the extra. Oh, man. Poor Thurman. <laughs> I was going to be... And the big closer. Big closer. You know what, Ralph? Go ahead. Take this one. I thought you were going to say hello to Jim Slack out there in San Bernardino. His people are listening in Guam with Edward Vara. Her butternut again. <laughs> He's all over this. Baccarini and way retorch. Number seven... Mickey Mantle, all-time leader in DWRBIs. <laughs> and we, and we touched on it earlier. That's Zola's favorite player of all time. I uh, I roomed with Mickey and Whitey for a little while. 
why <laughs> you can't understand me now. Oh, man. Well, you know what? It's always good to bring in the marbles, so we appreciate you coming in. Uh, Mr. Marbles. How about uh, some Dion? Are we actually playing Dion on Z93? Hey, Mikey brought his mother to see her with uh, tickets in the media. Got a ticket on the way home. I used to be a Brooklyn Dodger. It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Yesterday somehow slipped by me. It died like an old forgotten friend. Didn't I just turn 16 in May? Now 35's just around the bend I threw the dice in all of the alleys Come on baby, let them roll And boys, if you weren't from Flatbush Jack, you didn't have any soul Brooklyn Dodger But I ain't a hitter anymore You know I had a reputation I love to hear the home crowd roll You know I never had a nickel Just my freedom Girl and the time And now all I have is a memory Of a street dodger in his prime Now Haley's Comets are remembered As a flash across the sky And if I had my leather jacket I swear I'd give it all another try I used to be a Brooklyn Dodger But I ain't a hitter anymore You know I had a reputation I love to hear the home crowd But I ain't a hitter anymore You know I had a reputation I love to hear the home crowd roar I used to be a Brooklyn Dodger But I
Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse in Poughkeepsie is the official sponsor of the Coleman Brothers Show here on Z93. And if you're looking to host your private party, Mahoney's has two great options. The vast room can hold parties from 30 to 200 people. The room gives you privacy for meetings, holiday parties, rehearsal dinners, retirement parties, and so much more. Then there's the Clotter Room, ready for your next party, accommodating up to 85 people, featuring your own bar and dance floor. Book your next event today. Call Pat at 471-7026 or visit Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93, the baseball show. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox opening day is this Thursday. I'll be in attendance. So will I. Oh, nice. The oh, you're going? Good yes, for I you. I, I, I'm uh, in charge of daughter pickup during the week, but I, I, I'm hoping... Hoping to take her to her first Yankee game on the 23rd against the Guardians, just because it's the Guardians. Yeah, I can't get used to that. And you're not going to. But the the, the snake, have you been watching all the things that have been happening? No. The scene, they're completely snake bitten. They The first thing that they did, and this was before the lockout kicked in, they updated the, the logo of their clubhouse. Have you, have you been to Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. Jacobs, I, I don't know what they call it now, but it's Jacobs Field to me. So, like, not the 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 new Guardian sign wasn't up for twenty four hours and it just crashes to the ground. Oh yeah, that was and, when they opened up the store. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, like every time you turn around, there's something bad happening. Like they got the logo wrong; they had to change the logo. But whatever, it's it's look, it's the new normal. Um, at least they're not the commies. So I met Zoles in uh, what nineteen ninety nine, and when you met when when did you meet Michael? Remember, uh, my, put, I'm putting you on the spot. This goes, this goes back, way back, way back. It, it had to be um, Let's Dance, right? No, it was before that. What was the name of that place? Book and Record. Oh, oh, book, oh my God! Oh, you mentioned this story, See, and I forgot about that. That's yeah. right, Book and Record. You tell that story. Well, I was 13, and um, I fancied myself a shoplifter. I was very good at it, and I had a system. So I would go out to the mall with the Pesnowskis or whoever I could get, and each of them would stand on the side of me, and I would walk around with a paper bag. Because in those days, there was no electronic surveillance, so I had probably accumulated, you know. 20, 30 cassettes by this point doing this because in those days the tapes would come in a sleeve and right. you would just break it at home. So I needed Zeppelin 2 to complete my cassette collection and I was, <laughs> I was like 8 o'clock on like a Tuesday night and I didn't know Zoles was watching and I had John on one side, Rich on the other and Zeppelin 2 under the bag and no, no thing. I got perp walked through the South Hills Mall. I'm still not allowed in the South Hills Mall 40 years later. <laughs> the shops at South Hills. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that I didn't first connect encounter. that Michael Coleman to the Michael Coleman I later met. Now, you met me because I, I was the king of the dungeon. Yes. And um, Kevin Brenner, who eventually became my boss at Let's Dance, you, you were working for him, said, hey, we should try this teen thing. And it was a Sunday night. And you you had heard of me, I think, but then you once you saw me, give us your reaction. I was like, you got to be kidding me! What a clown! <laughs> <laughs> See, you got to get to know Mikey to love Mikey, mm-hmm. but you know me well enough. Normal Michael people like Mikey, I don't tend to get along with very well. <laughs> and I was drunk on top of it, like Jimmy Heslin and him kicking me out. I had to like argue with them because you know I was sixteen, so I thought that was the king of the world. But at one point. I was the only person on the dance floor, and it was probably a, a, a good like two fifty. It was a good night for you guys. It was the first time you ever did it. So at one point, I'm the only one on the dance floor, and Zoles is like, "I've had it with this guy," and puts on the chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid he was going to start taking his clothes off because I heard that's what he was famous I, for. And I, I, if I when, once I got hired by Kevin to do the Tuesday night rock and roll lights, and then we morphed it into Saturdays. Remember, like BB Grand would play, and I would play. So I did. I did do a strip tease then, but again, it was I would like be drinking all day at the OB's house watching the Chargers. And then come there, and I remember I, I I was so hammered, I ended up passing out on a pile of cardboard. I don't even know who DJed that night, you know. But again, I'm a pro now. This is you get this stuff out of your way before you turn 23. Who found out who when you guys were working at the other place that you were going to be on the morning show together? Well, uh, if you remember Zoles, I was constantly getting suspended over there, like for oh, yeah, because of the comments like uh, Dale Earnhardt and things of that nature. Any, I, anything that you shouldn't like, I, I, I you know McDonald's was a major sponsor. I made some kind of crack about that and. 
Um, got into a fight with the owner of this station at the time, Harry Greger. If you remember, it was sure. uh, Z Rock was called. Yeah. And they came they came to my gig. They came to Birdie's and and picked a fight with Greg O'Brien and myself. And um it made the TV news back 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 when Channel Twelve meant something or whatever it was. That's back when there used to be a newspaper. I think mom cut out the article. Yes, yeah, she did. So I, I made the news. <laughs> so what happened was it, it, the timing of it was like he came to bust our balls because Shelly Sexton had been fired earlier that day. She was the partner on with me and Greg on the show, and we didn't know what our future was gonna be. So long story short, they brought Wolf back for the third time at that point and put together a show with with Rick and myself. But the rule was because I was suspended over the Harry Greger thing. You might remember this. I wasn't allowed to talk on the air with my own voice. So for a, that's how I developed all my characters. I developed yeah. Scooter, Ross Perot, 40s Man, and there was probably two or three other ones just because I, I, I wasn't allowed to speak as Mikey. But Wolf needed me because he came back with, remember, we had an office like the size of like a broom closet. Yes. And he had tapes and tapes and tapes. So I spent all my time organizing everything. And it ended up being, you know, a, a great career move, but it was weird. They asked me, he goes, you can get along with Bob. I'm like, does anybody get along with Bob? No. <laughs> because he was doing emceeing at Let's Laugh at Let's Dance. Yeah. And between me being the sports go- guy on their show, it was, it was sports from Zoles is Better, something weird like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you call in like 835, and it was, you know, you gotta remember, this was 1992, 93, so like the technology was garbage, but you that's how you got on the show. On a landline. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm on a What's landline. a cell phone? Yeah, so I, I would call those guys, and then when Bob was coming back, you get along with him, I'm like, nobody gets along with Bob. Yeah. He goes, well, you guys had a connection from the comedy club. I'm like, no, I think he's a jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, well, how would you like to be his partner? I'm like, be his partner? I'm just the wise-ass sports guy. I don't want to be his partner. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, Billy talked to me about, well, you're going to be getting married someday, and you don't want to be working in a nightclub all the time. This is a good career move for you. It was I'm, honestly I'm still worst, working in a nightclub at 52. The worst year and a half of my life was what, being Do you really consider it that? Yeah, I mean, we had great shows, you have though. To understand we something. had great shows. You, you guys, you don't... I was miserable every day because it's the first time in my life mm. where I was the minority to NARPs. I was in a building full of NARPs, <laughs> and you guys, you didn't. Mm. Maybe you were I was, I was just a, I was just a kid. But but they used to make fun of the fact that I didn't smoke, that I didn't drink, that I didn't do drugs. They used to make fun of me. Oh, yeah, that, that, I get that too. never happened in my life yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And all of those guys used to hammer me on a regular basis. Plus, Bob, if you remember correctly... They paid me minimum wage to make this jump in the beginning. Uh, and when after the first book came out, um, or the, the, the trends, in December, Bob got his first raise. I remember that raise and, very and, well. And Bob put his check He made sure that we knew exactly how much he was getting paid. Where he, was get, he got a $16,000 a year raise. I wasn't making sixteen. dollars Remember I was doing uh, California closets? Yeah, I was going to say, I, 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 I need a closet guy. Yeah, and I was doing all <laughs> kinds of things while I was on the morning show. Frozen ropes. And Bob goes, yes, Zoles. Something to aim for. I am. I got to raise more than you're going to make this year. <laughs> but you know, it did. It did force me to to, to take my my private business more seriously because I was working for DJ Entertainment when I started, and you know it was a great way to start. But I was getting 120 bucks for four hours, which at 18 was fine in the 80s. But I was like, you know, if I invest in my own equipment. I can rule the roost, and that's that's what started all that. And eventually, I brought you in, Stephen, and Zoles and I partnered up for a while. We we, we have different philosophies, so it only lasted a couple of years. Well, it, only, it, it got us to meet Nub. Do, do, you, do you remember what, why we broke up? Is I that, wouldn't wear the blue vest. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll talk about that off air, and we'll get to how uh, Zoles met me in the next break because this went so long. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z ninety three. Real Hudson Valley heroes. Real Hudson Valley heroes. We salute you, National Anthem Improviser. National Anthem Improviser! You feel the need to put your own special stamp on the Star Spangled Banner. 
even though the composers got it right the first time. Oh, say can you see? The crowd would love to sing along with you, but they can't because it's impossible to figure out where the hell you're going with the next verse. At the twilight's last gleaming, the members of each team just want to play ball. But the game is delayed because you've stretched a song from its normal minute 20 to five and change. Oh, the ramparts we wide. The voice thought you stunk too. That's why the panel has record deals and you're singing for the Sullivan County Mountain Line. For the land of the free. So we salute you, national anthem improviser, your 8x10 glossy photo, your TikTok profile, and your bling. And the home of the brave, you are a real Hudson Valley hero. It's springtime. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caused. Batter up. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't care. With the Colvin Brothers Baseball Show. Over there? I said, I don't care. Oh, that's a shortstop. On Z93. Istanbul, Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight. On a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople. So if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul. New Amsterdam Why they changed it I can't say You just liked it better that way Istanbul is Constantinople Now it's Istanbul and Constantinople Been a long time gone and Constantinople Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul! It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93, the baseball show. They might be giants in Istanbul. Now, this is his pick. Lane is very impressed. See, the whole thing about our show is that Stephen picks songs, Lane swats them down, and I try to counteract it. Oh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. That's a good one. <laughs> Zoles, you have no idea. Like You do a show on the fly with a couple of sports guys, and it's and it's gone. We have people that sit there and scrutinize our podcast. RJ, Lane, our cousin Crunch, and they they, they even Rock and Steve. Uh, you, you said that, uh, that George was 
a was anonymous, but he was really eponymous <laughs> over there. I'm like, Steve, I am in a hospital bed right now getting chemotherapy. I am not going to take corrections from adult like you. All right, well, let's get back to the Renegades. Okay, so back in 1999, Michael uh, gave Zolz a call and said, I got this brother. And uh, yeah. and he's looking to, to work in baseball. Can you get him a job? I sicked him on you. And there we That's go. That's not what he said. All right. What, what he got? said was, you're going to love my brother Steve. He's good looking and he's an athlete. Yeah. That's what he said. I played and it Coming up. from my my only NARP that I have as a friend. Hey, there you go. Some props. Mm. I think uh, it was the Keith J. Memorial. I always give you props. It's you that knocks him back down. No, all right. But, it, but I remember like Zolz's thing to you. was like, you do not have enough credibility to pull what your brother Mikey does. Yes, <laughs> 100%. I eventually got that credibility because, you know, and I'll let Zolz tell whatever story he wants to say. <laughs> but with Zolz, if he trusts you, he'll hand you the mic and he'll walk out of the booth. And I did get that. And that's the way you do it, trial by fire. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Every guy that I've ever recruited, and, you know, uh, Chris Fallone is one of my guys. He's running MSV. He, he bought MSV. It's Somebody was like, so oh, I really like that guy. I was doing a wedding the other day with um, with our friend John from Deal or No Deal at uh, Anthony's Pier 9, uh, the video. Oh, Johnny Costa. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Guy. So he says hello. But I, you know, I, I said, yeah, Chris, I trained that kid from the ground up. I said, when somebody works under me, they, they can do this forever if they want to. All right. Story time with the Zoles, and then we'll get right into the 2022 season and a full season in that. So I'm excited for that. So again, it was it was the whole sales job where why, why Mikey thinks I needed you to be Good looking. Which, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I think I was just like, trying to get rid of him. And he's an athlete. And he goes, and you can go check him out at what, what was the thing? The Burlington. Oh, I was doing I, the closing announcements. I went. I looked and said, Oh, yeah, he is kind of good looking. I don't. I can't tell if he's an athlete or not because Michael <laughs> is certainly not an athlete. So how does how does Mikey not get the athletic gene and you do? Oh, our gene. I got I got the crap genes. <laughs> You got the funny jeans. Yes. So Ooh. so I actually went and scouted you out. I said, oh, my God. All right, so let's see if he's an athlete. Then I saw you play. I went, okay, he can play baseball. Mm-hmm. He's athletic in baseball. He's not an athlete. An athlete plays football, plays basketball, and plays can, hockey. And, and can drive a NASCAR. And and we've had that discussion. Yeah, remember, we're not going there. I won you that with left. Rob Dyson. You make a left. Yeah, I, I, I won that argument <laughs> with Rob Dyson live on the air one morning. Oh, it's great. Have you seen Groth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's normally Mike, uh, your brother, doing Mike Colvin-like things on the microphone Yeah, that he shouldn't. Yeah. And his most famous one is when he said, he talked about being contracted with uh, Omar Minaya. Oh in the building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a name. We're playing Brooklyn. And I don't remember even. No, it was the Vermont Expos. Oh, that's right. It was the Vermont Expos. Oh, the Expos. And, and he was their GM. Mm. And he actually came and was sitting behind the dugout. Yeah. And he pointed it out and said, uh, do you remember the exact line? Well, I just remembered that there was a there was a thing called the comeback kid. Mm-hmm. So you know, just like you would do with Zoles on the radio, I would try to make Zoles laugh in the booth. So that's what, yeah, that's all. all so I did translations. Doing. I would bring out a Spanish person. I would bring out you know, I'd bring out an Italian person. I did anything I could to make Zoles laugh. So one night I come out there and I'm thinking that the audience is going to think that the Vermont Expos, which if you remember, the rumor was the Expos are going to be contracted. Yeah, yeah. And I I get out there and I go, if we don't come back, this whole team is going to be contracted. Everyone in the stadium thought it was the Renegades, and it was oh. like. So quiet, and I like I quietly walked back into the. (laughs) I didn't laugh, (laughs) but Omar Manaya saw me after the game. He shook my hand. He's like, "That was pretty funny." Yeah, Yeah, you know what? That that's when you get props because you had an incident. I want to say in the Renegades' debut year was the guy. It was a manager named Kennedy. Kevin Kennedy. Kevin Kennedy. Yeah, I I think it was at that game. He's six foot five, big dude, monster, and he was a major league catcher and a very good one at that. And um, was it Kevin or Terry? With Jay, yeah, it's Terry. I'm sorry, Terry. Terry. That's all right. A lot of Kennedys out there. Jay Reynolds, Uh six. And the, the original microphone that the Renegades had had a switch on the bottom of it where if you flipped it towards you, you had to push a button on the thing. Yeah, I remember those. It was a really, yeah. Right. 
So if if you wanted it to be on all the time, you pushed it away from you. Mm-hmm. Well, I they're about to make a pitching change, and I dropped the mic on the ground without knowing. I put it back on the desk without checking the the switch. It flipped. <laughs> Something went over. And that this pitcher have. comes into the game, and he's throwing absolute pus. Uh. And I I uh, turned to to Jay said, "Oh my God, this guy couldn't break a pane of glass." <laughs> and then Jay said, "This guy couldn't break the speed limit on the Taconic." And I said, "He couldn't win the women's Pepsi Speed Pitch Challenge here in the in the ballpark." It oh. all went out over the PA. <laughs> Whoa. So here's this, this pitcher who's making a rehab start, mm. and he's I am not exaggerating. He's throwing eighty miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And Terry Kennedy heard it. Mm. Very few other people heard it. Right. But he heard he it. Heard and after it. the ball game, I watched Terry Kennedy as the game, everybody's shaking hands. He comes, he goes up the dugout. He's mm. coming across the concourse. I'm like, he looks really mad. And then he starts coming up that flight of stairs yeah. to the booth. And I'm like, why is he coming up here? Are you feeling froggy? Then leap. I'm not telling him yeah, that. Not to him, I know. <laughs> so he then gets to the window and he reaches in and tries to grab me. He tells, mm. he's like screaming and cursing at me. He goes, this is bullshit bull, bull poopy what you said about my pitcher i hear you still play the game how can you disrespect my guy like that and i'm like skipper i don't even know what we're talking about what are we talking about because i literally did not did, did not, not know it went over the that, air right it went over the air and i guess jay must have noticed it and then flipped the switch oh. but he was so mad so that mm. night i sent 10 pizzas and four cases of beer to his hotel room you did the right thing there i mean it's- the next night was even better mm. and he says all right just keep your mouth shut and don't say anything about my players. That mm. night, he's coaching third base, and I send <laughs> rookie with two dozen roses ah. and um, passes for the movies and all kinds of other stuff like that. Yeah. So he, he 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 bowed to the PA booth, and he said, okay, mm. we're fine now. But yeah. terrified of the guy. So what are we looking at for 2022? Give us a, a preview of the Renegades. I believe it's coming pretty soon, right? Renegades are on the run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's April 19th, and the way the schedule works now is is that based on COVID, which is I think is a good idea, no longer does a team come in for three games, a team comes in for four games. Mm-hmm. A team comes in on Monday, they play Tuesday through Sunday, then they leave, or we leave, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always six games. You know what, there's games. nothing wrong with that, especially at that level. You know, for all those years, you'd go to the Renegades, and be like, you know, it was, it was nice, it was fun, it was family, it was like kids playing baseball. Last year, there were men on that field. It went from when we were the New York Penn League Renegades. Mm-hmm. There are four or five guys who might make the major leagues, but there was every once a couple of years there was a Wade Davis, so there was a Josh Hamilton mm-hmm. or an Evelyn Gore. Guys, yeah, you yeah, look yeah. at him, you go, "Oh my God, they're going to be stars." Yeah, superstars. You knew that. This roster, no exaggeration, every single guy could make the major yep. leagues, whether it's with the Yankees or somebody else. Yeah. And then conversely, it's the same with every roster that comes in our building. You know, I, I give you a lot of credit. I mean, it, it, it's a long time, twenty-eight years, and uh, and you still look like Zoles. You're very kind. Of <laughs> I mean, maybe not the guy that's in the uh, ID from Lake Placid. <laughs> I love that picture. Every four years, I break it out. That's outstanding. So Rick Zoles, you can catch him every week on uh, this very radio station, Z93, at noon with Fran Pomerico. And who's the other gentleman that's often with you? Rob Adams. And uh, and your your podcast is available on iHeart. And all the- Same place. Yeah, beautiful. Well, Zoles, I've, I've known you way more than half my life, and uh, I want to continue to do that. So I'm staying healthy. You do the same. We oh, love bro. the Zoles. All right, give us some love. Give us some love. I'm going to get my kid. We love the Coleman brothers. Can you please play something that I'm going to like How next about- week? How about some, <laughs> you, you like the band U2? I hate the band U2. Right, well, As a matter of fact, let's play it right now. <laughs> Angel of Harlem, it's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. Christmas. 
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93, the baseball show. I mean, if you're watching Yes, if you're watching SNY, if you're watching MLB, what, is, what else? ESPN. It's everywhere. Baseball's everywhere. FS1. WPIX. FS1. I think I found, oh, oh, holy cow. <laughs> oh, is that the Zones? Oh, man, I love baseball. I'm so glad it's back. And uh, you know what? Uh, hopefully we'll get to we'll I get like to the new game. rules. I like the new rules. The Otani rule is cool. Um, because and, and uh, Zolza made a point last week on his show that yes, right now it's the Otani rule, but there is a kid on the Renegades that uh, that has the potential. He's a he's a starting pitcher. Yeah, McKay. He's, and, he's, McKay, and he hits like a monster. So this is going to benefit him and a lot of other he's on people. The Rays. Yeah, he graduated from the Rays like oh, four okay. years so ago. So either way, the, yeah. there's other people that are going to benefit from it going forward. Yeah, it was great having the Zols in the in the studio with us. I'm sure we'll do something with him again in the future. Go down to the Dutch, check them out, say hello to the Glide mm-hmm. HVRenegades.com. We're going to sure. be doing a show live from Dutch's Stadium at some point, like. Probably in May, I'm thinking. I got some ideas. Who died today? You ready for this one? I am. 1882. Oh, man. that's I just got finished watching 1883 with Sam Elliott. You're going to have to help me out. American outlaw who evaded capture for 15 uh, years. Jesse James? Was finally gunned down at the age of 34 by his own gang member. Yeah, Robert Ford. And there was a reward money for this guy, and uh, Jesse James died. Shot at, him in the back yeah. while he was hanging a picture. But age 34, man, he had plenty of years left to go. Uh, you know, it, it, is, it is a crying shame, but yeah, the Old West, my pop culture with Jesse James, and maybe you, but I, it, this would have affected me more. There was a Brady Bunch episode where Bobby Bobby dreams that Jesse James is his hero, and he kills like the entire family. And I was like, That was a Brady Bunch episode? Yeah, I was five. I was Price's oh, wow. age when it when it aired, and it, it definitely had a long. It was like right before the show ended, like when Cousin Oliver was on. Yeah, but like that to me, that was my introduction to Jesse James. So to this day, I still have those nightmares. I got one more. He's a dead drummer. But before I get to him, dead drummer what, is it Spinal Tap. No, but I'm saying all over social media this past week, the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah, you know, this was a shame. Uh, and then former drummer of Alanis Morissette, too. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor Hawkins, um, in addition to being the drummer with the Foo Fighters, who we have connections to, we've mentioned our friend Kenji from Virginia, who used to jam with David Grohl before he moved to Seattle. Um, Taylor Hawkins, like myself, major, major Dennis Wilson fan. Dennis Wilson was um, another... Uh, one of those misunderstood drummers with the Beach Boys yeah. who had um, just a treasure trove of music that never saw the light of day in his lifetime. And Taylor Hawkins, like about, I guess about 10, 15 years ago, was given the task of putting a vocal on an old Dennis tune. And it's one of my prized collections in my record collection. So Taylor Hawkins, you're younger than me and I'm mad at you, but uh, RIP. Yeah, Taylor, and he's got some pipes because it's been a lot of stuff over social media. Something that I got to check out was him singing. Okay, Dave Grohl went on the drums yeah. and then he started belting out Somebody to Love by Queen, which was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he had, he, he, he's a major talent. Um, what, we always do the Who Died This Year uh, program, but because so many have already gone, we're going to do two of them. We're going to do one in June, yeah. and then there's going to be, trust me, it, it, people are going. There's going to be another one in December, but we have to pay tribute to these people while we can. All right, I got one more. So this is the, the tie-in with the drummer. Um, Bob Burns, former oh, drummer. Yeah, with uh, Leonard Skinner. Age 64. This was a car crash, yeah. not a plane crash. Everybody thinks that they all died in the, in the plane crash. That is not true. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Van Zant, the lead singer. Stephen Cassie Gaines, who had only been uh, in Skinner for two albums, were the only members that died. They lost their tour manager and the pilots. But everybody else since then, except for, I think, Gary Rosington, has passed for other reasons. Yeah, since it's WrestleMania Sunday, and Breck is getting ready to watch that on the Peacock Network, probably using your codes. Oh, the um, Peacock. Oh, St. Peter's. They had a good run. Rick Flair, you know, he was Flair. in a plane crash, survived it, broke his back, and became one of 
you know, the best wrestlers of all time. Not as good as Hulk Hogan. I'm a, I'm a Hulk Hogan. Well, mark. we know, we know all about you, bro. brother. This next song, I promise, Zol's gonna play it. Zol's turn it up to ten because everything else you probably put down to two or three. <laughs> this is Randy Newman. I love L.A. for you Dodger fans out there. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Hate New York City. It's cold and it's damp. And all the people dressed like monkeys. Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimo. That town's a little bit too rugged for you and me.
Coven Brothers on Z93. And what's happening at Mahoney's? Let's get right into it because tomorrow is Cornhole. Now, do you, have you ever played Cornhole? Your, your, your uh, bachelor party up at uh, oh. Lake Taconic. And it's not your, really my and day. And your bachelor party at Yankee Stadium. Uh, was, I brought it with me. I was very drunk that day. Uh, but, goes, you were a white girl drunk that the, day. The body, yeah, the body, <laughs> yes, I was. Bottom line is that uh, Denny, the manager, goes in on Monday nights. We have the vast room, which now has its own bathroom and bar. Uh, it's got its own sound system. And they, they rock out Cornhole. My eighth grade girlfriend, Lois Palumba, she is the Cornhole champion. All right. Well, I'll have to go take her on one time. It's at 7 o'clock and then darts right after at 7.30. Laugh it up on the weekends. You can check that out. Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. Say hello to Emmett and the gang. And uh, the Colvin Brothers on Z93 Facebook page. You guys blew it up for our rock opera show. We've got tons and tons of responses for the Colvin Five for that. Yep. But also for baseball. It's still oh, going. It's still going. And uh, you know we're going to be doing a best of next week so that Stephen can attend uh, our good friend. We always talk about this guy, Albert. Eventually, we'll have him on the air with us. Albert. So you guys are all going to be enjoying his bachelor party. I'm very proud to say, and I put a lot of work into these shows, as everybody knows, but everything you're going to hear next week is from 2022, and it's only March. So we have been on an amazing string of shows, some of them from my hospital room. I was recovering from vasculitis. So uh, we can't thank you enough for your support, and um, you know, just keep listening. We'll keep, we'll keep providing. All right, so before we get off the air, this is the Colvin Brothers baseball show. I'm putting you on the spot. World Series. Give me the two teams. And who's winning? Uh, you know, I'm going to go Yanks Braves because I think that even though the Braves have lost Freddie Freeman, there's something about that team that's special. You just saw them, you know, yourself down there in Tampa at spring training. We always and, beat the Braves. That's and, a good and, and, thing. And, and my big, my big pet peeve with the Yankees has finally been addressed. I've been saying this for years, and you know this is that we gave Sanchez a long enough leash. It's over. Now it's time to move on. I'm going with Yankees Giants. They might be Giants. They might be Giants. Yeah, I'm going with Yankees Giants. Well, they don't have Bochy anymore. Who's the manager of the Giants? Uh, it's uh, is it oh, Posey. Man. No, it's the guy that. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot. He got fired in Philadelphia. Ah. One more song. Uh, This is for you Rocky fans out there. Back in 2010, on my baseball tour, okay, I've been to 31 stadiums so far. Still got some more on the list. Cousin Marty, his sons, Dylan and Bo, in 2010 joined us with this. Uh, Me and Albert were there, too. Joe Walsh, Rocky Mountain Way. Okay, that's our last song for the baseball show. Beautiful. And uh, we need to get out of here and clean the tailgate grill because opening day is Thursday. One o'clock, first pitch, Garrett Cole versus Nathan Evaldi. The rematch of the wild card game, which we lost. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're the Colvin Brothers on... D-I-D-3.
the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Hit in the air to deep center. Bernie back, away back. He's there. He makes a catch. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. It's family. Oh.